On this week's episode, we welcome Dr. Donna Wells-Austin. So much has transformed, so much has changed in the deaf industry since COVID-19, graveside burials, funerals at the church, the capacity issue, uh, whether or not um, there's been so many people dying, whether or not the funeral homes and the morgues have the capacity to keep up with the deaths. And so what we wanted to do tonight was invite the deaf industry on to discuss um, these and many more issues. Um, Dr. Donna Wells-Austin, who's a licensed mortician, Freeman's Funeral Home is back with us. Hello, Dr. Austin, and welcome back to the broadcast. Hello, and thank you for having me. No, it is a pleasure um, having you on. And um, so, you know, even before we introduce our, our next guest, um, we've had you on within the last year. Talk about what has changed. But one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about, what we hear from so many people, is that insurance companies make different quotes about what they will pay for and what they won't pay for. Why is it that most people don't understand that they can go directly to the funeral home, negotiate this, find out what the prices are, find out what is reasonable to make sure they're not exploited in their time of loss? Well, let me clarify something. When you say insurance companies tell you what they can and cannot pay for, it's not a matter of what they can and cannot pay for. It's The matter is how much insurance have they taken out to cover the cost of funerals. And so with that being said, um, clients can call any funeral home and do price shopping. And with that, they can compare prices from funeral home to funeral home or pull up the prices on the websites of those funeral homes. Now, the problem is when they get to the funeral home, whether or not um, there's additional cost that, you know, may be associated with those funerals. And that's something they need to talk to a funeral director about so that they have all the information as they plan. You know, I, you know in studying this, um, Dr. Austin, I was fascinated that uh, if you are a, a die as a result of COVID-19, the government offers almost $9,000 to help you defray the cost. What else is available to people who are particularly who are hard hit by these deaths that can help them pay for the services of their friends during these times, uh, these emotional times? Well, most people are turning to GoFundMes. They're asking relatives and friends. And FEMA, they offer up to $9,000, and that's based on the services, not anything extra. And it also uh, has something to do with whether or not you already had insurance for your loved one, too. So those are, that's another caveat about FEMA. So you need to have a conversation with them, you know, when you're looking to get reimbursed. What about something else I was fascinated by, that you, could, you don't necessarily have to pay for a coffin if you're um, committing your, your loved one to cremation. You could actually rent a casket? Yes, that's what people do. Um, they do rent caskets, and then those um, some cultures actually do buy wooden caskets to have them cremated with a deceased. Wow. So, so now that we talked about the benefits, because I wanted the people to make sure that there are, there are resources that are available to them, talk about what has changed, where you still linger behind uh, in 
and, and, and particularly doing Omicron and COVID deaths? Okay, well, you know, the media had said that there was a decline in, in COVID-related, um, I guess, with the hospitals, but we're still seeing um, COVID deaths. Matter of fact, we're seeing all kinds of deaths, and all the funeral homes are now, you know, really stressed out and stretched out because of the increase. And there has, you know, the churches are still limited in holding services, there's still limitations in the number of persons that um, can attend the service. We still need people to be masked up because we don't know who's vaccinated, who's unvaccinated, who's asymptomatic, who's symptomatic. Um, and then we do a lot more Zoom funeral arrangements because people don't want to come in person. But there's challenges with that too because you have people who are not technically savvy or um, they have they don't have the capabilities to hold these Zoom conferences. So those are some of the things that we've seen in the industry. And also the cost of funerals and cemeteries are rising. And they continue to rise because the suppliers are uh, charging us more money for medical waste, for caskets, for embalming fluid. So everything is going up. You know, what happens if someone cannot afford any cost associated with the funeral. Do you turn them away? And also, what if someone is not religious? What if they're not a member of the church and they have no church home? Well, you know, families will opt to use a funeral home chapel. And then we're seeing more cremation, direct cremations, where families are just having their loved ones taken to the crematory. They're not spending the money. Um, there are some so social services offer a a limited amount, but you have to be a particular resident of that, you know, uh, jurisdiction, but still it's not enough money because those prices or their costs haven't gone up. Uh, they're still paying very limited funds for the last, I don't know, 10 years. So and funerals we know have gone up since then. And the other thing you mentioned when you asked about uh, a lag, there's a lag with vital records and with the medical examiners, Maryland, because there's so many deaths right now, it's hard for everybody to keep up. You know, um, do you think the pandemic has changed how we relate now to death? And what impact do you think the um, COVID-19 Omicron continues to have on the overall community and the deaf industry? Yes. Um, I think this is something that we're going to have to live with. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that we're seeing a lot of baby boomers die as a result of COVID. And I've seen whole families die because of COVID. But the thing that bothers me the most, I think, is because people continue to go unvaccinated or, um, and so they continue to uh, spread it among family members. And then they want to run into the funeral home, um, you know, and they look for help. But they knew all the time that, you know, um, you know, they they caused this problem within the families. And um, I'm going to tell you, this past month, I buried three people from the same family in within one month. How devastating and just even for you, you you're around death all the time. But when you see just a family and just like you said, 
for reasons that could have been avoided using common sense, not being mm -hmm. selfish, believing you're invincible. What does it do to, do to you when you see people who, who can be so reckless? Well, <laughs> they have to think about, we have families too, you know, and um, we want to protect our own families and our colleagues. And so you would think that people would think about that. And then they have other family members as well that they would want to protect. And, you know, and the saddest thing about it is I had a gentleman come in and his mother died. She was 44 years old. And here he is in his 20s having to, you know, bury his mother. And I said to him, when would you like to schedule the funeral? And he says, oh, we're going to have to wait because we all have to get vaccinated. What? <laughs> so what do you say to that? You know, they all have to be vaccinated. So they don't want to, you know, plan their mother's funeral until they all get vaccinated. Then they can come together. So let me bring in Ernie J. Washington Jr. to join the conversation, who's a master embalmer, funeral director, Washington Funeral Home. And I'm, um, you, you're hearing this conversation from your experience with COVID Omicron over the last two years, what advice and some knowledge that you can dispense to people watching this show, how to really um, deal with the funeral industry now when you're losing a loved one, when the loved one is sick, what, some, what are some of the things they can do to eliminate um, problems that they could possibly have? Well, sir, uh, first of all, good evening. Um, it's sort of a hard uh, thing to tackle. Um, Dr. Fauci is giving us some pretty um, great, uh, pretty good guidelines to go by. But even in following those guidelines, there always seems to be someone or something that, that slips through the cracks. And then once it slips through the it slips through the crack, it allows the um, virus a chance to evolve. Um, I agree with uh, the previous speaker. This appears to be something that we'll never be done with, something that will always be around, that will always be evolving. Um, it's a very dangerous situation. We've been telling all of our people at our funerals to give yourself six feet of distance, wear your mask, properly sanitize. We've even stepped up our protocols as far as wearing PPE within the bomb and bombing room. Make sure we do three people at a time. Make sure that we sanitize after three people in and three people out. But still, mm -hmm. infection seems to happen. As a matter of fact, we're uh, dealing right now because down here in the South, um, they're not taking these precautions seriously. And uh, as of right now, the schools are still open. I have a son, he was born to premature, and um, he, his immune system is slightly uh, compromised. So he was able to bring it home and infect the rest of us. So as of right now, we're currently dealing with getting over uh, COVID uh, in the home right now because of people not taking this seriously. So let me, let me continue with, with you. What are the consequences, Ernie, of staff shortages facing the industry? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, sir. Uh, this past October, uh, we lost a very valuable member of our staff. His name was uh, Frank Johnson. Uh, no, he didn't die of COVID, 
but uh, he was a very integral part of uh, our funeral. And in saying that, um, you know how you have people that have been with you for years that know what to do. They know exactly how to complement everything that needs to be done uh, to bring uh, the plan together to carry out successful funerals, et cetera, and so forth. He was one of those people. And with the people that we have now in our uh, staff, uh, they're doing the best that they can. But like you said, because of staff shortages and people not obeying uh, the, the laws or the guidelines, it makes it very difficult to carry out a safe and successful funeral service. Even though we as funeral directors are doing the best that we can, uh, Omicron, uh, the variants, actual the initial COVID viruses put a different spin on a variety of things dealing with funeral services. So let me, let me come back. I'm going to extend this uh, a couple of more minutes because we have the doctors and Patricia coming up. Uh, and I, there's just some, some things I just want to continue before we say goodbye to the death industry. How does a pandemic up in the business of death? You know, everybody thinks um, that you're making money, but, but, but it also, that's just, it's far more than what people think it is, um, Dr. Austin. Yes, uh, because what they don't realize is that Funeral homes incur a lot of expenses, and then there's staff to be paid. So in actuality, we don't really price point our funerals to uh, break families. Basically, we just want to keep the business operating and the doors open. So that's what we want people to understand, that, you know, we're not out here making tons and tons of money, what people think, you know. But i just like to leave with this and say that people know that the pandemic is here, and I think they need to make preparations and look at pre-planning, knowing that if they don't have the funds, um, they don't know a loved one might, you know, succumb to, you know, this illness or any illness, and they need to go in the local funeral homes and start paying for a funeral. You, you know, um, Ernie, why do you think less than 50% of the people who qualify for COVID funeral relief never take the time to apply? I think actually, uh, Mr. Armstrong, is because they never think it would ever happen to them. Um, they were, or we, as a people, were duped uh, years ago. I'm not going to throw any names or any shade as uh, saying that this thing was a hoax. And I, I guess years later, we can actually see that. That's the farthest from the truth is what it is. This thing is real, it's here to stay, and it's claiming lives every day. And I think had we been more are better prepared, uh, the outcome would have been better than what we have now. But do you help, but you as an Obama and funeral director, do you get the word out to people that you meet that there is money available to help? Oh, yes, God, we do. Yes. Uh, we, we do that. And we also, and I'm sure uh, we, uh, we also, just like... Uh, the nice lady that uh, was speaking earlier, Dr. Austin, uh, said that, uh, Dr. Austin, uh, that yes, um, we do what we can to help our families. Uh, contrary to the popular belief, we don't go in to try and gouge anybody's eyes out per se. Uh, we do what we can do to help them, but at the same time too, the lights have to be kept on. Um, we still have to make sure that the funeral home runs. Everything, money, Money runs things. 
money runs things. Without without money, things cannot go for, go forth as they should, or as they need, as it needs to be, uh, as it needs needs to be. But at the same time, too, we as field directors, we have a heart. Contrary mm-hmm. to popular belief, we have a heart, and we're human, and we grieve just like everyone else is grieved. Well, you know what? I, we we certainly are praying for you, your family, that that you come out of this um, COVID healthy. You know, Donna, I, I, Dr. Austin, I want to wrap with you. You know, many questions were asked here tonight. This is a very, very important topic that impacts all of us because we're all going to die someday, some of us sooner than others. What if we, is it that we have not talked about that you feel is very important to the national audience that you're addressing tonight? Uh, um, I think we pretty much covered the fact that um, this is real, that families need to prepare um, for the event of death, period, have these conversations. I know people don't want to talk about death, but we're seeing more death today than we've ever seen before, and it's at all ages. So I think families just need to have these conversations. And for you and people like uh, Mr. Um, uh, our guest, how do you cope? You human, you can get COVID, you're susceptible. You also need to be protected because I'm sure it also impacts you as well. Yes. <laughs> I think because it's like we're never off. It's like we, we are constantly working. Our phone rings 24-7, and I'm up late at night doing death certificates and making sure that I don't drop the ball on these services. We run about two to three services every day, weekly, and um, we're never off. It never stops. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. 